Pat. Yes, Tom. Am I live on the on the radio? You're live on the internet radio. Music is like fuel, and he was convinced that with the right song on the radio, you could drive with an empty tank of gas. And he was convinced that with the right song on the radio, you could drive an empty tank of gas. No, you didn't grow up in my house, honey. In my house, every day was like this. You would go, you would go into the bathroom, close the door, and be ready to do your business. Someone would tear open the shower curtain with a knife just standing there. Then I noticed, how shall I put it, some leakage, and I feared the worst. So I went to a clinic and was examined by a Chinese doctor. His diagnosis was nonspecific urethritis. Jack in Lakewood, what's up, Jack? Yeah, regarding the situation of Bob have you ever engaged in anything like that yourself? First of all, you're a moron for following up with that nonsense. That's what not, not what you have to call about. Okay, number one. All right, number two, uh, I have not. But you know what? You're just a jerk for even calling up the show and wasting my time. Brian in Staten Island, what's up, Brian?
Catholic.
That's the number if you want to get in on the action and give a call. And tonight, what are we talking about? Well, we are talking about... We are talking about those artists where you were given it, and you were in, and you were on it, and you loved it, and then you finally, after a whole lot of bad stuff, you finally had to get on board. And you said, yeah, I'm out.
Jason, hi Tom. How are you? And you got you got Mike. How's it going? What? <laughs> you got Mike. You got Jason. You got me. Oh, how about that? Like a regular who's who. <laughs> I was running a little a little late, but yeah. I'm here now. Yeah, he came in right on time. Yeah, <laughs> on duty of time. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this: I love all three. Of you. <laughs> love all three. You know that. But you each got your games. <laughs> uh-huh. Got your little games, and you think I don't know about it. That's the other thing. You, all three of you, all three of you. Look, I got games. You don't think I got games? I know games I'm doing. But you three got them too. And you're playing them, and you think I have no idea. I, I, I know you have an idea. I'm on to your game of our games. Which is your game, perhaps. Perhaps. You might have just tried your game on me right now. I might have. I know what you game. I know you do games, Tom. <laughs> the studio's game. It's meant to hurt, not to heal. <laughs> His game makes the other two guys feel bad. <laughs> he manages to breeze in. Gets there right on time. Theme is over. I sit down, piece of pizza. We're sit ready right to move down. on. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got Mike. God knows when he showed up. Probably showed up this day, two two thirty in the afternoon. I'm still showing up at the usual time. To make sure and his I, key still works. Yeah. Mike put make a load sure. of laundry in. Yeah. Are you doing laundry there, Mike? Oh, I didn't think you'd mind. I'm bringing my own soap. It's fine. Go ahead. Got the washing machines and the dryer. Do your own laundry. Go for it. The dryer's not connected though, guys. Oh, no. Because the um, the bird that got stuck in it. Remember? Oh, okay. oh yeah. So we're we're we're, we're perhaps revealing too much about this this yeah. studio. Well, I mean, you're not going to find the location based on a bird getting stuck in a dryer, but yeah, there's some maniac somewhere cross referencing. <laughs> it's got a big board stuck in dryer, New Jersey. 
Any calls? Full lit up tree. Oh, man. I'm going to say this, first of all. Mike. Yeah. What movies did you like this year? You liked you liked uh, nothing. <laughs> you liked nothing. I'm still working my way through some of the uh, nominated features. You know what I just watched? Did you see Little Women yet? Yes, I did. Was it, was it necessary, all that back and forth in time stuff? That was annoying, wasn't it? The time no. traveling? Yeah. They I, kept going I, back I, and forth. The character well, dies. Time traveling. And then in the next scene, she's alive again. I mean, was was she trying to make it Pulp Fiction, the, the, the Pulp Fiction version of Little Women? I didn't get it. Yeah, that's exactly what the goal was, <laughs> to make it the Pulp Fiction version <laughs> so, of Little Women. To make it more modern? I, I you know, well, that's, it, how they, that's how they compete with Once Upon a Time. I, you know, it just was annoying to me. Mike, it was, it was, it's a good movie. It was all right. I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. The Hidden Life, I saw that. Have you seen that one yet? Which one? A Hidden Life, the Terrence Malick movie. No, I didn't see that. That's your guy. <laughs> it was this right. guy get on. This guy get on every movie. He goes <laughs> to the movies. He watches a movie where it's two hours of of Brad Pitt uh, trying to uh, trying to fix a, uh, an ice box, and then the other two hours of watching a dinosaur uh, stomp all around. Uh-huh. And then and then he's going to say what's good. Uh-huh. He's gonna say what's good. This is who we're to. No, you like you like Terrence Malick movies. It was all right. I mean, I, you know, he, he had a lot of uh, untranslated German, which I didn't quite understand because the main character clearly would have spoken German too. So mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand what, what was the point of that. But it was all right. It wasn't as good as A, a Tree of Life. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Wasn't as good as Tree of Life. No. That's still still the number one. Yeah. You know, Mike, I went to the movies uh, last night. I said this at the window. One for Knives Out, please. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. I want to see that. Yeah, well, I saw it. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you like it, Mike? Uh, one, one of the characters has a particular character trait that I thought was ridiculous. I think you, you, you probably understand what I'm talking about. The sweater? The, the, the horking, horking up all over the place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's called, it's called entertainment. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. Old <laughs> entertainment. Other than that, it was all right, and you kind of knew where, who was going to be the bad guy. Yeah, well, they told you that a third of the way in. <laughs> they explained how he how he died. <laughs> Mike, God bless you. <laughs> you don't like movies. You like the script you wrote over it. <laughs> What's that called again? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, motherless. Motherless children script dot com. Oh yeah, that's it. Thank you. I bought that URL for Mike. It was a present. Yeah, I got to pay him back.
Yeah, you know. Very sweet of you. Also, <laughs> that's the game right there. We're hearing the game right there. You don't have to pay me back, Mike. <laughs> oh, this is the game. This is Dudio's game. Just one day I'll call on you. <laughs> yeah, Don Corleone over here. The call's going to come in one day, Mike. God knows what he's going to ask you for. So I went and I saw it. It was playing in a 35 millimeter, right? Only one print exists, and they showed it at the theater, and it was the first time they showed it, and it was beautiful. It looked amazing. Which it looked, theater? It looked so good. The Egyptian. Not the, not the, uh, the Alamo Draft House. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. His blood was already boiling over here. Yeah. So I go and I seize this thing, right? And I get a seat. And it's like I'm in one seat and there's an empty seat next to me. And this lady comes and is like, uh, movie's just about to start. She's like, and Mike, I went to the snack, snack stand. What do you think I got? Um, chuckles. All three, all three, you guess what I got. Chuckles. Ray- chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles. What? What am I in a in a hospital waiting room in 1981? Chuckles. It's still weird out there. It's still out there. One, it's weird. One chuckles, chuckles. please. Uh, I think I'll Hold take on a chuckles. Chuckles. That what is, is maybe the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> the idea that I would have gotten chuckles at the movie. That Mike. I, I'm going to say. It. <laughs> You just hit, you just, you just, uh, you just won the night. Chuckles. Chuckle. I'd like, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have chuckles? Of oh, course man. we do, sir. One regular. Oh god, I love chuckles. One. I didn't realize that's what this is. Oh, now this guy. This guy's all over my head. Hey, hey, one to two, you go in on a case of chuckles together. I, that's like, I literally clicked on something and it was bulk chuckles. <laughs> Can we keep guessing what case you got? Case of 24. Bulk chuckles would be a pretty good name for an action hero. <laughs> I, I, I gotta guess. I gotta guess, Tom. Alright, so Mike, you say I got chuckles. Yeah. And what did I get to drink? Coffee uh, latte. Oh, what? A, chuckles oh. and a latte. Oh, yeah. That's sugar high. That's, that's the worst. Sugar, that's the worst sugar, pairing I've ever heard. Sugar high. <laughs> <The> sugar high <laughs> and and a life low. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh uh, yes. Uh, do I dip my chuckles in the latte? You gotta, like a frosty. Yeah. So Mike says chuckles and a latte, which is really (laughs) funny. Pat, what do you say? I'm going to say a bag of Sour Patch Kids (laughs) and either a medium Diet Coke or a medium Fountain Seltzer. Pat's closer. Pat's closer with the medium Diet Coke. Pat took one of the two items off the board. The beverage has been... been, uh, It was a medium Diet Coke. Medium deep. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. D.C. But the snack, I did not get a bag of Sour Patch Kids or Chuckles. Large nachos. No, I didn't get large nachos. Should we keep going, round robin? Yeah, let's keep going. Raisinets? 
closer. Hmm. Okay, I know what it is. If he says closer, that's not popcorn then, which would have been the, the first go-to, obviously. Okay. Uh, that's you, that's right. All right. Um, closer with raisinets, so snow caps. <laughs> snow caps. They're chocolate. Snow they're caps? chocolate covered. I don't think I've ever even had a but, snow cap. But they're always at the movie theater. They're always I, at I the movie theater. Coming there. from yeah, yeah. Snow cap. They're, they're little blobs of chocolates covered in these uh, sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Mike, like Mike said. Chuckles. <laughs> oh, Pat. Pat, I'm not letting Mike off the hook for chuckles. I'm just adding you to the list now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go uh, pretty straightforward here with this, and I'm going to say Skittles. Skittles? No. You're, you're, come on. It's it's the M&M peanuts. Mike's so close with this. Mike Mike gets the it. The M&M what? The peanut M&Ms. Okay. No, it's not. Uh-huh. Look, it was Milk Duds, okay? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Got a box of Milk Duds. That pairs well with a, with a Diet Coke. Yeah, it does. Thank you, Judy. Well, I wouldn't know because I got up to let this uh, lady in, and I get up, I got my jacket on, and uh, then I promptly spill all my milk duds. No. I just opened the box. Oh, yeah. oh, come on. They spill all over the floor. Uh, did, did the cashier see it and take pity? No, I was up at. The, I was letting her slide in for the seat. Oh, no. You didn't stand yeah. up? Sorry? You didn't stand up? You did the, the knee move? No, I stood up. I oh, stepped out into the. Oh. I stepped out and I was on the aisle. Oh, you did the right thing. I stepped thing. out and I let her. I let her take the seat. Um, yeah, you did. You did the right thing. I don't like those guys that they do the knee move rather than getting up. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I. No, I got up. Uh, yeah. I'm. A, I'm a, a kind person. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you, Mike. How much do you guys think a uh, case of twenty four chuckles goes for these days? You just looked it up. Yeah, no, I know. $46. You're close. Third, 38 You're wrong. Oh, you hear the joy in Duty's yes. voice? You're wrong. You should have seen the hand gesture. He I even pointed I, my phone yeah, at yeah, him. I probably got as you're close wrong. as you did to the guess. And then for me, it's like, you're close. Yeah, for me, it's... <laughs> you are actually for, closer. So it's... It, for Pat, it's like, you're wrong. Yeah. He motioned his hand like, just just what leave, a, just get a, out of what here. A, what a dumb <laughs> yeah. move, Pat. Yeah. No, he's gl- it's like Gladiator. He's got, the, <laughs> he's got the emperor over there. Yeah, thumbs down. Except he's instead of voting on who gets to who gets to uh, fight the lions, he's uh, he's talking about a, a a bulk case of chuckles. How much do you think, Mike? Forty-two. No. I split the difference. Did you see what I did yeah. there? No, I see that. <laughs> Now, how much are they? Fifty-four dollars at Candiality.com. At least we didn't go over. I know we were all under. Yeah, Tom would have won. Yeah, Tom. Tom won. did win, Mike. Price is right. <laughs> Mike, we'll get the, we'll get some chuckles up in there. You guys want to order some chuckles? I would love some chuckles. <laughs> Let's do it. Go go for it. Pull the trigger on okay. some chuckles. I'm going to. There's new chuckles minis too, so I might get some of those. Mm. Um. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's, let's, so yeah, so my, my, my milk that spill out all over the floor. And the lady goes, um, oh, is that, is, was that my fault? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's fine. Uh-huh. So I sat down. 
rooted one lowly milk dud out of the box <laughs> that didn't fall out. A single milk dud. <laughs> but I bet you it's stuck in your teeth all night long, though, huh? Yeah, the milk duds are no friend of, of teeth. <laughs> They're the worst. Well, maybe there's other worse, yeah. Mary Jane. But, yeah, so it would, no, Mary Janes are me- literally meant to extract teeth from their mouth. <laughs> Weird. That and what, honey, honey, honey bites, what are they again? Honey? Yeah, there's peanut honey, butter in there though. Honey too. dogs, what were they called? <laughs> I thought they were just what do you Mary, call them? Mary Janes. Well, what do you call the honey one? Bit of honey. Oh, bit of honey, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you look a case of them up, dude, yeah? <laughs> bit of honey? Hey guys, uh, Mike likes that. <laughs> Where did I get such a southern drawl? Hey guys, I got a price on a case of uh, bit of honey. Guess how much? How much, Tom? $44. Oh, you're, you're so close. How about you, Pat? $26. You're wrong. It was 27 it was $26.02. You're two cents off, Pat, you idiot. Can I just say your guess there, Tom? Uh, yeah. It's actually twenty six ninety nine. Are you serious? I'm serious. For a five-pound well, box of Bitto honey. That is just the weirdest thing is it that is. I'm... Are you near the... <laughs> are you at Candyality right now? No, I'm I not at Candyality right now. <laughs> I promise I'm not. Which is an exciting thing. That's the next, um, that's the next, um, uh, the next, uh, uh, movie by, uh, what's his face? Christopher Nolan. It's called Candiality. <laughs> and it's about Michael Caine. I'm stuck inside a, I'm stuck inside a bloody Milky Way. <laughs> He's in every one of that guy's movies. What's that mean? Likes hanging out with him? Yeah. Nolan likes hanging out with uh, Michael Caine? When do I get it? When do I get that? When do I get the guy or lady, because ladies can be, can celebrate uh, nepotism also. Where's my Wes Anderson who's just like, I'll throw you work every time. Every time I work, Tom, you work. Where's my Wes Anderson? Where's it? Where, 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 where's the, where's the person looking after me? Where, where's my McMillions? Where's my, where's my game piece? Right? Where's my bleeping game piece? Right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Where's my bleeping game piece? I, I, I ain't got nobody handing me no game piece. And this McMillions thing. It's this doc, a documentary, right? And it's on, uh, on, uh, a home box office, which is HBO is the abbreviation of it. Um, <laughs> let me, um, hey, are you guys gonna, can you guys check line five? You're on line five. But don't, you put it on? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's just get to the calls. I'll tell you more about this, uh, I look, I'll talk more about Chuckles and Macmillions and all that later in the show, but I want to get to the phones. People have been very patient and have been on, on hold, and I want to talk to them. So, best show. 
Hey, is this me? Hello? Hi. Hey, hi, is this me? It is, yes. I got something for the topic. Uh, am I the first to chime in? You are. You're the first Ooh. to participate in the topic. Pretty exciting. Um, all right, here, here's the thing. If, if I'm fully into something or someone as an artist, I don't ever fully disengage, but it comes pretty close. And I'll give you a couple examples. Is that okay? Yeah, because we're talking about the idea of the topic is like, yeah, I'm out when you finally gotta gotta get out. So, right, God, so right. who, what you said you can't completely disengage, but you, I'll let you explain it, Colin. Yeah. All right. So here's an example. I love Albert Brooks. I, I put those first three movies against anything in comedy. To me, they're the holy trinity of comedy. And I've been first in line for everything he's done since. Defending mm-hmm. Your Life, loved it. Mother, yeah. The Scout, yeah. The Muse, yeah. looking for comedy in the Muslim world. Had some moments, but, you know, I think you know what I'm getting at. I'll, I'll, I'll still see what he does next. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he's... It's not like he's ever really wronged me personally. It's not like he's someone who, who, I don't know, promised they were going to work with me on a big project one day and then won't take my calls the next day. You know, it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But, and also in terms of music. Yeah. Love that band from Australia, The Church. Remember them? Sure. I, I, uh, they still make records. I see them live when I can. But I kind of stopped buying those records. They're still okay. pretty good, but but the, the the last few albums have only featured two of the original guys, Steve and Peter. And sadly, Peter just announced he's leaving the band for good. So only Steve's left, who's great, but it's you know it's not it's not the same thing. And and mm-hmm. I'll still I'll still check out what they're doing. It's not like I have a grudge against them. You know, I mean, it's not like they're the kind of fair weather friends who act all excited to see you to your face one minute and then act like they don't know you the next, you know, it's nothing like that. You're, you're saying some things that say I'm picking up on, you keep mentioning like fair weather friends and look, what, well, you know, when he leaves, when what's the other guy, Pete Yeah, from the church. So, yeah. Is there any chance that he'll just call it, like, Steve's Church? No, I, th- I think the brand is just too – It's you know, he, he own, I'm sure he owns the name. So mm-hmm. he's, he's within his rights to to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure, sure, so, uh, sure. And, and he's the voice of it, you know, so I – you know, and like I said, it's not like he – you know, he's, he's like a – like a, you know, a – uh, a turncoat or just like a bad person. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, can I just say, I, I don't believe I caught your name. Did no, I? I, I actually, I, I didn't tell you. Um, it's it's Jerry. Mm, Jer- this isn't Jerry Watkins, is it? Yes, Tom. Yes, it is. Okay, great. Um well, I guess I should say for people who don't know uh, what's up, uh, you know, I wrote a script called Grown Ups 3, which got a lot of uh, attention or buzz or whatever you want to call it. 
and I got some really good meetings with studios off of that script. And as a result, me and my uh, manager ended up, uh, you know, Rupert and I were fielding a lot of offers from some legit places, some major studios. And, you know, there was a deal that was going to happen, it looked like, with uh, New West Lion, New West Lionsgate. And, you know, which is par for the course in show business is that the the deal fell through. You know, it's, it's tough because I really thought you and Rupert were good to go with us here at New West Lionsgate. And by the way, I, I do want to apologize for something. I want to apologize for not having a wheelchair ramp. If I'd known that Rupert was 94, I'd have suggested meeting somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's interesting. He sounds so much younger when he's screaming at you on the phone. I'm sure you you've experienced that. Oh yeah, no. He he's got this kind of this this excitement and this vigor for yelling at people. I think is what it comes down that, to. That's the thing with him. It's like you're getting yelled at, but at the same time, like it, there's not a real negative vibe to him. I've never really seen anything like it before. Sometimes I'll be with if I if we were out to eat or something we'd be at a place mm-hmm. and be like he'd be like uh, oh I'm not sure what I'm gonna order like really struggling and be like I guess right. I'll get soup or, you know and then 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 suddenly if he realizes he's like they didn't give me any crackers like suddenly he's super mad yeah yeah, oh, yeah oh, but oh, he's oh, super he, young he, he sounds super alive passionate. yeah he's passionate. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell and, you, I, I was I was impressed by how passionately he was whipping you. It's weird that I've never seen someone who's getting pushed whip the person from in front. It's, it's he had this amazing whip technique. He's got this this his wrist is very supple. He, supple. I was going to say he's got such a supple wrist. He really does. Really? And, they're so and people thin, admire they're so it. Thin. They do. They do. People were 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 um, people after you guys left. People at at the office were saying, "Oh my god, I I want to get whipping lessons from that old man." Yeah, he's he's a uh, he he's a bullwhip wizard. <laughs> there's, I hope there's not a cure. Yeah. No. He's he really. Uh, I mean, people will see him do his thing and they'll be like, how do you think he does it? And then somebody uh, else will be I, like, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. And then the third person will be like, what makes him so good? I'm going to come straight and, and say, I don't know what the next line is. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, okay. we're, we're talking about Rupert right now, who yeah. is still, look, Jerry, you know, it's show business. It happens. You know, the deal fell through. It's like, you know how things work in this line of work, Jerry. Things change and I, things I know, happen. You know, I, you get I it. Know. it I, I, I do, but it just seemed like such a done deal. I, I had everyone except Sandler on board, and I was seriously just a couple moves away from getting him to commit. It, it's just such a disappointment. I, I I hope you can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tom, Tom, 
Yeah. I need you. I need you to level with me, okay? Okay. Is this because of what you saw that night in Darren Poppleton's rec room in 1984? Um. Oh, I don't want to make this what this is about, but you know, Jerry, yes, that. Yeah, that it honestly, you know, I got to just say, I didn't think I could ever be in the same room with you and not be just constantly thinking about what I saw that night. Great. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Well, Jerry, let me just say for people listening who don't know, uh, Jerry and I, we both went to Newbridge High School together and Jerry was one of the only kids uh, who actually had a wacky package collection that rivaled mine, which was pretty impressive that uh you you were so into it you move uh, Jerry you moved away a month or so before graduation and, uh, and, month, and yeah. I never saw or heard from you again and I honestly didn't even know you were in the entertainment business until I walked into that conference room at New West Lionsgate last week well, you know, th- that's what makes this whole thing so weird for me. You acted so glad to see me. You seemed genuinely happy to reconnect with me after all these years. Jerry, though, uh, you know, you know what it is. I was doing the old Hollywood boop a doop, you know, the old Burbank shake and fake. Oh, my God. So, so you weren't, in your own words, totally stoked, jazzed, and primed to work with us on, on Grown Ups 3. Is that, is that correct? That's fair. Ugh, I, I, I'll tell you, man, I could see the change in your face and your level of enthusiasm dip to zero the moment you realized it was Jerry from that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? well, look, I mean, look, I, I really don't want to get into this on the air. It's not what the show is about, but you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Look, maybe we should just talk about what, what, uh, that we should just talk about that night then. Maybe we should. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll talk about okay. it. If you want to talk like, yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my version of it. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I'll, I'll set the stage for your listeners. It, it was May of 1984, not too long before we graduate and go to the community colleges of our dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Think about that time. The world was was ours for the taking. It's just like you know when you when you're that age and everything seems possible. It's just such a, a good time. And and I, I tell you, I was a shy guy all throughout school, but I started to really blossom in that final year of high school. I, I was going on dates. I was the sub vice captain of the Newbridge High Tetherball Terrorists. I'll tell you, I still think it's weird that they call themselves that. Yes. You know, it's 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 a, it's an odd choice to begin with and then to keep it you know this late in the game. It's 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 a weird call. Anyway, I'd also started getting into music and I was buying records for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I I recall you were a big fan of uh Synchronicity by the Police. <laughs> yes, I was. I was, yeah. But, uh, you know, anyway, I was so excited to be invited to Darren's party. And I saw that night, honestly, as my true entrance to the Cool Guys Club. I mean, to me, you and Darren were like Potsy and Ralph Mouth. Potsy and Ralph, not, why, why not Fonzie? 
Oh my God, now are you kidding me? <laughs> Get real. No, so anyway, so I was just so excited about that party, and when I got there, you guys were playing Junior Twister and blasting all that cool music you, you liked, like Blamage, Joe Boxers, um, ABC, Haircut 100, The Fix. And I'll tell you, I just thought I'd arrived when I walked in that door. But on the way there, and I was, you know, I, I drank two or three Schaefer's on my bike. And by the time I got there, I was, you know, I had to pee really bad. You know, and I can't pee outside. It's just this, this, this weird thing I've got. I can't do it. Anyway, so I, I ran downstairs to the bathroom, but I forgot the door wasn't shut. It was, pretty, it was wide open. And that's when you saw what you saw. Yeah. Well, Jerry, yes, it is. You know what? I, I'm, I'm sick of this. I, I'm sick of this. Why, why don't you just tell the listeners what you saw that night that was so unforgivable that you're willing to take food off my family's dinner table? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, look, I mean, I went in. I saw you were shirtless. Semi-pantsless, I guess is how you'd say it. You were pointing at yourself in the mirror and you had this really kind of weird, troubled and troubling, I guess, let's just say a weird look on your face and you're singing to yourself so loudly, um, to the tune of the police synchron, police's synchronicity. It was like, with one kiss, with one hug, you will know Jerry And as you're doing it, you were just like really, I guess, caressing yourself is the way to describe it. There you have it, folks. The world's most unforgivable crime. And uh, if you're keeping score at home... The tally for worst humans ever to have existed. Uh, coming in first, we have Hitler. Uh, second, we have Pol Pot. Uh, third, we have Jerry Watkins. Uh, and then uh, fourth, we have Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Jerry, right. come on. You, you, you know it? that's not the end of the story. And, I mean, it's it's weird because what you did next wasn't, like, technically dirty. It's just, like, so truly disturbing is the only way I can say, you know, I mean, I honestly didn't think they could, that I, I really did not think they could even do that until, you know, I saw it with my own eyes. I thought it was physically, you know, or even like morally impossible for them to even be in that position. Look, I know it's, it's a weird context for them to be seen in that way the first time you see them like that. And I can understand how you found it shocking. But, you know, in some of the more erotically advanced societies, doing that with them for an extended amount of time like I was doing, it's seen as a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, even though I never told anybody about what I saw that night, it is Definitely, it is an image that's burned into my mind. And, you know, as as I said, I'm sorry, but 
it's just like I would not be able to I'm trying to think how to say this. I could not unsee I would not be able to see you every day and, and not think about what I saw you do with them. Does that make sense? Well, yes and no, but it just reconfirms that this is all as bad or worse than I thought it was. And I'll tell you, I guess I'm just lucky my dad was offered that job with Union Carbide two days after that happened, or we wouldn't have moved, and I'd be the butt of all your jokes and all your good-time friends jokes, you know? So I guess it worked out good for me on some level. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wait, wait. So so is is that why you moved away? Because there were all these rumors why you left. Really? And like, yeah. Like what? I'll, like what? Well, look, we, we don't need to get into that. No, tell me. You sure? Yes, I want to know. I'm gonna. Okay, oh. okay, all right, Jerry. Well, some people thought you were the Quint City Quacker. You know, there was a guy who'd break into people's houses in the middle of the night and make duck sounds while doing push-ups. People thought that was me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and other oh, people my. said that Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, cast you as his son in that coming-of-age tetherball movie that he was directing that never even came out, which, um, uh, what was that called? Oh, I was called uh, Whacking It. Whacking It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I read the script for Whacking It, and it, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, I know, I, I've heard you you do these impressions. What if, you know, just to take a, a little side, side uh, track here, what if I played the son, who, whose name in that was, was Ricky, and, and you placed Stallone as, as, as the father, okay? And uh, mm-hmm. one of the scenes, if, if I remember it, was Ricky comes home from um, from school and where he's just been told by, by Coach Dalrymple that, that he's not big enough to be on the tetherball team. So, right, so let's, let's start. What Do I have a name? Is, did, did he have a name, Stallone's character? Yeah, Python? Python? That's his, that was his given name, yeah. Py- Python, Py- okay. Py- Python McNamara. Okay, so I'm Python McNamara. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're my son, Ricky. Yeah. Dad, Co- Coach Dalrymple said I'm too small to play on the team. Hey, well, I mean, well, you know, it's it's a it would just you gotta get your size. It's a, the the tether balls. A, that's not a that's a terrible Stallone. I don't know who. The, no, I thought he was great. Hey, I thought it was hey, him oh. for a second. Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, it's a. Tetherball, we gotta get you. It's, it's about size, you know, and we could get you. But, uh, you got, you might not have the size r- right now, Ricky, but you got one thing that those bigger kids are never gonna have. What's that, Dad? You got heart. And if you're gonna play tetherball, you can go as, you can be 10 feet tall as long as you got heart. You did gotta you believe in yourself, Ricky. No, this is this is like right out of the script. Did you did you read it? You didn't no. read it, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't oh read God, it. You're... I just did. I didn't recently reread the script for the unreleased Stallone Tetherball movie, Whacking It. God, you're so good. I, I I want so badly for for you to bring Grown Ups Three to me, please. 
<sighs> you know, look, I mean, I, I got to just say, like, personally, at, with all this stuff, looking back, I thought you moved because you were just embarrassed by, like, what you did. No, I, I was a little embarrassed, but you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a free spirit, and you know, Tom, please don't blow this for me. I, I, I finally gotten out of the third tier executive ghetto and made my way into the big leagues, and now you're just pulling it all away. It's very unfair to me. Well, what do you mean when you? What do you mean when you say executive ghetto? What does that mean? Oh boy. Well, for most of the 2000s, I was an exec at several. Let's be honest, C-grade studios. Okay. I was at uh, Old Line, um, Werner Brothers, Werner Brothers, Warner Uncles. I don't, I don't know how they get away with having that name. It's really, it's really ballsy. Um, Universe Studios, where else? Uh, Sunny Pictures, um, Flying Horse with Wings Productions, Twenty um, Second Century Fox. Uh, I, I was at Columbian Pictures for a little bit. Um, for a while there, I was in the features department at Shout After Dark, where I helmed all of those, uh, all the films in their Rear Widow franchise. Rear Widow. I please tell me you just mispronounced the word uh, window. Jerry. No, Tom. No, Tom. I sure didn't. Oh. Um, I know. I, I was also in charge of Jerry and the Pastemakers, that uh, PG-25 parody of that thing you do. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I worked day and night to get Tom Hanks to play the manager, but when he wouldn't, I worked my magic, and I got something even better. What was that? Eddie Trunk. Better than Tom Hanks. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please tell he, me more about this. Well, well, he 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 was good. He you know he 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 showed up like I hoped he would. You know, he had his cargo shorts on and his and his uh, his um, UFO t-shirt. Um, and he was good, but he kept wanting the on-set writer Jake Fuglemist to work into the, into the script these new lines about how so many bands today play to tracks, uh, lines about him signing and subsequently texting with Ace Freely every day, and how the new UFO album might be their best since Strangers in the Night. And mind you, this was all supposed to take place in a movie that's uh, taking place in 1966. So there were a little... There were a few hiccups with him. Well, those are a couple discrepancies for him to to say he's regularly texting with the guitarist who formerly from Kiss. Who haven't formed night, yet. Who? What's that? Who haven't even formed yet. No, no. They had not formed yet. Phones, iPhones had not been invented. Well, we could and, argue about that. Okay. Were they? What's that? I think they were around. I think I've seen pictures of this. In 66? I think so. They were not around. Cell phones were not around in 1966, Jerry. Okay, well, we can d agree to disagree on that. I'm sure a lot of your listeners will back me up. I'm sure they will. I'm sure I'm going to be wrong on this one. but I, I, don't, I don't. Could be. I don't know. I'm weird like that. I'll just dig in on a thing that I'll be wrong about. That's right. Like like a cell phone being around in 1966. 
Mm-hmm. It's like when you said uh, in the cafeteria that day that that, that um, macaroni and cheese that they were serving was the best you'd ever had, and it was really bad, but for some reason you got it in your head that you had to just buckle down and, and double down on this. And I remember you just, kids just coming up for the entire 45 minutes of lunch period and just piling their macaroni and cheese on your plate and you just devoured it, even though you, mm-hmm. hate, I think you secretly hated every bite. Am I right? Um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't, uh, yeah, I was, I was being a little, um, how what would be the right word for how I was being? I, I, I was just a pr- proud, probably. Is that I think fair so, to say? Yeah. I, think I, let, so, yeah. I let pride get in the way. Sounds like a U2 song, doesn't it? A U2, yeah. Pr- 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 what would it be called? Pride eating th- that mac and cheese. Right? I think that was the word, the working title, but I, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Mac and cheese. <laughs> I, It'd be just like, remember when he was like, all I got is this red guitar? I do, I do, yeah. Well, he, he, he's oh. a bluesman. He is a bluesman. And I think it's, I, I, I'm glad he's finally being appreciated for being a bluesman. Because he had that red guitar, and he had three chords, and he had the truth. He did. He did. And All he, I he got is this song. red guitar, three chords in the truth. Then he what? Then remember what he said next? He was like, "All I got is this red guitar." They said, "The rest is up to you." Oh, I thought you were going to say, "I'm stealing it back from Charles Manson," because apparently Charles Manson owned that guitar first. He really. I know that when he said they were taking Helter Skelter back. Hmm. The Manson started doing U2 songs in jail. Is that right? I love to hear yeah. tapes. Do you have tapes? Have you got tapes? I have. Uh, he actually did pop uh, a full front-to-back uh, cover of the album Pop. Oh, my God. Is Lemon on that? Yes. Yes. The Edges love. hit song. I'd love to hear him do Lemon. That would be great. Was it Numb? What was that song called? Remember when the edge honest. was just I, like I, I only know I think, Yeah, I love look, I just love all the U two stuff. Um Yeah. I just I, I really do this Manson stuff is pretty good though, of him doing all the U two stuff as like him saying he was taking their catalog back. And then finally they actually went and met with him in jail and they both reached a, like a like a a, a a truce. They didn't jam though, did they give tapes? Did tapes? They did jam. They did jam at the prison. Oh, man. I'd love to Um, hear that. Do you know what song they did? I'm going to guess that B-side. What's it called? Trash Trampoline and the Party Girl? Has to be that, right? No, you're never going to guess what they did. You're never going to guess. What year was it? Yeah. What year is the the stuff from? It was it was somebody else's music entirely. Ooh, okay. Was it? Uh, ba, 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 ba. Wasn't like a Sonic Youth song, was it? Was it? Was it non-metal dude wearing metal tee? No, no. It was. Uh, 
a band from a band from the '60s who changed their name in the '70s. Oh, it's got to be Jefferson something, right? Yeah, it was Jefferson Starship. They both they were jamming on different songs from Earth, the album Earth. What's on Earth? I don't know that record. What's on? Oh, Skateboard, uh, Runaway, All Night Long, Count on Me, Take Your Time, Fire. Those sound like the most Crazy. generic titles I've ever heard. Crazy feeling. I got a Love crazy good. feeling in this prison cell. No, they and they jammed on that stuff. They it turns out Manson and the guys from U two are both fans of this late seventies Jefferson Starship album that it's has so how, how literally the most generic song titles imaginable. Hmm. Well, I, I I for one want to hear it. I I, I really do. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, taking up where we left off. I know we had a had quite a, a tangent we went on that was very entertaining for me, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for me also. Oh yeah. Well, um, I, I also worked at that weird children's network. Bratz. Have, did, did you ever see any of that stuff? I've seen stuff on Bratz, and you know, it's funny because. I'm never sure if those shows are pro-child or anti-child. You right? know what I mean? I, absolutely. I couldn't tell either. You know, I I wasn't there long, but I, I did work on shows like um, Intimidation Station, uh, The Dumb Kid Who Couldn't Do Anything Right, and this weird show called Missy and Mrs. and Mr. Miscellaneous Are Missing in Mississippi. It was like a kid crime show. Very odd. And I was actually Wait, what's the name of, of that show? It was called Missy, M-I-S-S-Y. Uh-huh. And, and Mrs. and Mr. Miscellaneous are missing in Mississippi. Wow. That I, that's a, that's a mouthful. Quite a, quite a title, right? And, uh, but I, I think of all the stuff I did, I was most proud of that because I, I, um, I stuck an F-bomb in there. It got in the script. A kid said the line and it made it through everything and it aired. And that's pretty what you're cool. proud of. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Sure. That's that's pretty cool. You slipped a curse into children's programming. Yeah, yeah. It was the long F word too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I But you know can mm-hmm. Go ahead. I know I'm listening, Jerry. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I've been at New West Lionsgate for a, a couple of years now, uh, and, but I don't have anything to show for it. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was banking everything on this Grown Ups 3 thing. And um, truthfully, I was hoping it was going to rehab my image here in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Why? What, what happened in Silver Lake? Well, I'm sure you saw that video that was making the rounds about a month ago. These neighborhood kids were playing basketball in the street. And then some jerk calls the cops on them for being a nuisance. And mm-hmm. this older cop, this older cop shows up and, and he ends up not only shooting hoops with these kids, but he gets his old college buddy, Magic Johnson, to come down and, and shoot hoops too. And Magic ends up giving each kid a hundred bucks if they promise to, to get A's. It's quite a story. I, no, I, I did see that. Uh, and it's a great story. But uh, what I'm not clear on is how, how this affects your reputation. I was the guy who called the cops on them. Why? Oh, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was going on. I, I, I was feeling insecure that day. I, I, I was sad. I, I don't like people having fun if I'm not in a good mood. Mm-hmm. So I just saw that and I thought, well, that's, that's my, um, I got to shut this down if I want to feel good about my day. Sure. You needed, you needed no one else to be enjoying themselves. Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. For you to even have a shot at having a good time. Mm-hmm. There's, there, you're definitely not going to have a good time if someone's having fun. No, but no, but you true. you but you you don't even know whether you will have a good time if they stop. But that's where it that's where the opportunity for you to have a good time starts. Exactly, and I, yeah. I don't really put a ton of thought into it. I've gone into a Chuck E. Cheese at least three times and just seen in a bad mood, and I saw kids having a party, and I kicked the pizza off the table. I kicked it. Uh huh. Why did, and did, I, I just, did it put you in a good mood? For about 18 seconds, and then everyone, once they picked their jaws up off the floor, they were furious. Kids, parents, employees, yeah. they chased me for, I'm not lying, three miles. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know what? What? What's that? Jerry? It feels re- it feels really good to have have unburdened myself of, of a, a few of these things that I've been keeping secret. Okay. Like the Chuck E. Cheese thing and the you know some other things. So I, I feel kind of lighter. It's kind of nice. So I I'd like to take it a step further, if I may. Okay. Tom, um, I was the Quinn City Quacker. Wait, you were the Quint City Quacker? I was, yeah. So you'd break into people's houses and quack while doing push-ups? Yeah, yeah. That was well, me. That... And um, uh, I'll, I'll keep going. Um, I was also the Newbridge Rusty Hatchet Killer. The new... No. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and uh, as, as a matter of fact, remember that wonderful Kevin Costner film, Mr. Brooks? Oh, yeah. It's a great film, right? It is, yeah. Well, that story was based on me and my dad. That movie, yes. I thought that was the most fictional thing I've ever seen in my life. Right? That is, that's insane. As Bad Religion said for the very first time it was ever said, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Wow, those are some pretty true words. Yes, and to this day, nobody knows I did those crimes or that my dad was the tribridge exsanguinator. I guess the old apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Well, I guess not. I guess not. Yep. Yeah. It's funny how that works, huh? It is, it is. Oh, wait, what? Hey, what is that? What's going on oh there? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Jerry, what's up? Oh, no. Oh. What? Yeah. Somehow the police were already in my house. Oh, I'm getting cuffed. Oh. That's weird on its own, but I, I don't see why they felt the need to bring a siren inside. Weird call, right? 
to to do have to be cranking a siren in your home? Yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah. Guys, not so tight. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad we got to c- clear the air, you know, and it looks like I'm I'm probably no longer employed nor employable for the next um I don't know, 475 years. So, uh-huh. um I will just bid you adieu, okay? And, and as our, our president said to the Prime Minister of India yesterday, Namaste. And uh, if I could ask one final favor of you, Tom. What's that, Jerry? Uh, well, I'm going to ask them to put the best show on the radio in the cruiser on the way to the butt hut. So it, could you please play Love Plus One for me? I, I, I'd love for that to be the final thing I hear as a civilian. Please. I'll see if I can get to it. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you always were my best friend in high school. Well, I'm glad I could be there for you. And I was your best friend. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, it's good to hear from everything with you, Jerry. Um, I'm a little troubled by some of the news. And I was your best friend, right? Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll meet up. Look, you were you were a friend. You were definitely a friend. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! What? What? Namaste. Namaste. Okay. Well, I mean, I can try with. Hello. Hello. Hello? Oh, he's gone. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so, man, I went and, uh... Went and saw the, uh... The, uh, the, uh, the movie... What, what, no, let's talk... What was I talking about? I was talking about Macmillions. Are you watching Macmillions? Mike? Yeah, I am. I uh, missed yesterday's episode, though. I haven't watched it yet. It's this home box office uh, uh, docu-series about people who, who they play the McDonald's game, um, they play the McDonald's game uh, Monopoly. And then these these uh, characters found out a way to steal the game pieces. And it's kind of breaking the whole mystery of the thing down. It's six parts, which is great because that's that's it feels like there actually is that much story to tell. Weirdly enough, you'd think you hear a thing about six six hours of uh, stealing McDonald's game pieces. That sounds like a bit much, huh? <laughs> but it's not, is it? But the weird the weird thing about that show. Yeah, what's that? Is that whole thing is taking place right around nine eleven? Yeah. So these guys are working that case while, you know, the whole world is just to sort of come apart, and they're still beating the trail on who who's cheating the McMillions. Yeah, because they, cause they they were. It was like I don't know how it, it plays out yet because I have not seen all of uh, McMillions. But it uh, plays out that it's uh, it's like a guy was in on the security side of things, and he was involved with a, a, a mobbed up 
yeah. fella. And then there was the, the, the wife of the mobbed up fella. Well, first of all, there's the one guy, his brother, his brother, who is always just going like, you know, my brother, he was like, yeah. he wasn't like a mafia character. He was like, not from him. He was like Al Capone crossed with Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> and he's like, as yeah, if yeah. we're supposed to be yucking it up over this guy who was, it's funny for him. It was your brother. Yeah, and what what is the big reveal going to be on the brother? Either he's in jail or he got a bullet in the head, right? Mike, I don't know. I mean, you're, I don't you're, know, you're, you're curious, though, right? Because he's... Oh, I'm curious. He's totally. conspic- yeah, absolutely. conspicuously absent from the proceedings so far. Yeah. All I'll say is there'd be points when they would just be like, yeah, we got uh You know, here's a picture of him when he was 25. You're like, 25? Yeah, looks like he's double that. <laughs> a hard twenty-five. Hard twenty-five. I'll say this though. You know what I? You know what this uh, whole show has accomplished for me, Mike? What's that? Makes me want McDonald's food. <laughs> oh really? Well, yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not too subtle. Uh, product placement, right? The whole series. But it's not. <laughs> it's not like they're getting money from McDonald's for no, for no, it. No. They're just using the imagery over and over. Yeah, six hours. A six-hour commercial. Genius. So I watch this thing, and I'm always like, I'm like, man, I could go for a, a, a filet of fish uh, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There. Like, I see the... Meanwhile, they're talking about how it's all wrong, and we got to fight this and push back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And set and stop the, the 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 game pieces from getting stolen. Meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm literally on my on my uh, on my phone googling uh, Shamrock Shakes, <laughs> finding out if they're available yet. And uh-huh. get this, yeah. I never had one in my entire life. Uh-huh. I watched this documentary. Suddenly, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> boy, I wonder if I never had a Shamrock Shake. I wonder what that's like. Uh-huh. Then I go, I get, and I find that they're available. So uh-huh. I go get one. It's disgusting. <laughs> it was not good. It tasted just like chemicals. How was the fish sandwich? No, it's the best. Yeah. It's always the best. Yeah. The quarter pounder's been improved. Has it? Yeah, they, they use fresh beef now. That's the only burger where it's like fresh beef. The other stuff is frozen. Everything else is frozen? Yeah. But you, sometimes you have to wait long for it, though. You have to wait for the fillet of fish. I mean, uh, the, the quarter pounder. Yeah, it's whatever the process is. It's a little longer. Um. Well, Mike, where do you have to be? You can't. <laughs> well, you can't. You can't hang out two minutes for them to heat you up a, a quarter pounder. Yeah. No. Are you a drive-through guy? Yeah, I'll do both. Yeah, you do both. I'll do both. Yeah. Why? No, I mean, it's, it, there's this one guy, I don't know if he's, like, effing with me, or, or I go up to get a quarter pounder with cheese, and mm-hmm. then he'll say, you mean you want cheese with the quarter pounder? Like, like I'm saying it wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and he, and he has to correct me every time. I thought it was, like, a one-time peccadillo. Yeah. But uh, he does it every time. And I'm saying it exactly as it's written on the board, mm-hmm. and then he, he, he turns it around on me. Saying what? Like, I'll say, can I have the quarter pounder with cheese? 
Mm-hmm. And he'll say, you mean you want cheese with the quarter pounder? Oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's like, I don't know if he's messing with this me. This is the Bayonne Burger King? No, no, this is down in uh, my hometown. Oh. Bayonne Burger King. <laughs> and first of all, Burger King. <laughs> come on. You can you can leave now. People no, no, swear. you come on. Yeah, people swear by the uh, the grilled burger. Oh no, it's great. Uh, Burger King's great if you like wet food. <laughs> Listen, everything's a little wet. Pat's going to defend King. Burger King. Yeah, now. Pat's taking his jacket off. Listen, it's just a little wet. He likes the his long chicken. A little wet at Burger King. Well, some people like it wet. <laughs> some like it wet, and some like when the food is soaked. I'm talking about one. The only chicken sandwich that matters is the long chicken. I disagree. The, the 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 original chicken sandwich, aka the long chicken. Oh, that's not a rabbit that anymore. That was the clash. The only chicken sandwich that matters. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's BK baby. <laughs> they got a, they got rid of that long chicken sandwich. I think. No, no I had a... I had two last week when I was lonely I and sad. Crun- I had crunchy... two last week when he was when lonely, was lonely and, sad. and sad. Yeah. I thought they got the you didn't even you didn't need to say the when I was lonely and sad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm giving you context. No, I'm giving you given. no the full picture. The, con- the context is that you went to Burger King. Yeah. Yep. Something oh. brought you there. Well, I'll tell you what brought me there. A, a rough week. My, Nobody goes there when they're winning. No. Here's my here's my thing. <laughs> you you guys know me pretty well here. Uh, yeah. I don't drink, and my equivalent of reaching a point in a week where I need. A stiff drink mm-hmm. is going to Burger long King, chicken. going to Burger King, yeah, yeah. and eating two long chicken sandwiches, and going home and watching Breaking. Do you pull, a, do you pull up a stool to the uh, counter at a uh, at Burger King? No, I took it to go. You took it to go. Yeah, the one by the Holland Tunnels. Oh yeah. Around, so I just bring you know you, you can only get it to. It's go. not as fun as the. I got four forty. I got a large fry, two long chickens. Just one giant fry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> no, I got a, a sleeve. Tom, I got an order of fries. Not like a giant Toblerone-sized <laughs> fry. I mean, I would, I would eat it. But, I would eat that. Yeah, that would be a long fry with a long. I chicken. would eat that. <laughs> Way to the game. That's the game right oh, there. No, that was that. That was that was me being real. No, right now the game is everybody but Mike. Studio sides with Pat over the thing. Now Mike's on the outside looking in. Then it'll shift. Well, look, it has been a rough week. Yeah, bad week. Um, the uh, the guy the uh, the guy who is a friend of of yours, uh, Pat and Jason. I'm I'm assuming I'm not sure. Steve Wallen passed away. Yeah, yes, horrible. He was a big part of the. Uh, Brett Davis, uh, the special without Brett Davis. He yeah. was, he was the heart and soul of that show. He was, uh, I think he did more episodes than Brett because he had, uh, because Brett couldn't be at the, at the show every week. Um, but Steve was the announcer and so much more. He, he was, um, just such a crucial figure in the New York alt comedy scene and he was just, completely himself he you know carried um just so, so, so many spirits up 
all the time. And I never saw him in a bad mood. I never saw him uh, bitter or angry. I just always saw him positively going for it, doing his his craft and and loving every second of it regardless of whether anyone else was liking it and i i love that about him too and and uh yeah. he was just just pure force of of fun and funny and and you know he was embraced by all the the entire alt community and and beyond mm-hmm. you know he was but he he was always at open mics he was always at bar shows he was the guy that would stay late and if you booked him on a show he was the first one there he was the last to leave he would Mm -hmm. see who needed a ride to the train he would then go home and write jokes on facebook live and then post the best one on instagram before he went to bed and then wake up and do it again and Mm -hmm. steve whalen was an incredible incredible guy it's a shock uh i think a lot of the people in the community and Brett kind of, you know, curated a lot of that. And I, yeah. I, I know him through Brett and I, I thank Brett yeah. for that because I, it, I can honestly say knowing that guy made my life better. Well, that's I, fantastic. I, and, and look, I, I did not know him outside of saying hi to him at stuff, yeah. but, uh, a lot of people, people who I know and care a lot about, he meant the world too. So I, I, I feel uh, a sympathy and and I grieve uh, for them, the the friends, as much as for you know for his family, obviously, and his friends. Thank you too. Yeah, he clearly was a uh, somebody who meant a lot to a lot of people. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Tom. Uh, I did a few shows with them. Um, oh, same boat. Here you go. No, I'm, I'm just saying that, that like, I'm not playing the game. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, I met him a few times, but every time I was around him, he had just the best energy. Like Mm -hmm. you wanted to talk to the guy more. And it was sure. Yeah. He just lit up a room. I think the the last time I saw him, he was at the uh, bell house grownups three show. Yeah. That that was the crowd. Yeah. Tom, Tom, he came to the New York show. That was the last night I saw him. He told me, um, we had a good conversation. He said he was, he was working on his, his album, his first comedy album, and that it was coming out soon. And I, I couldn't believe what he was telling me. He said he, he had recorded like every performance he ever did, whether it was an open mic, a bar show, a booked show. And he was just curling through six years of recordings to, to make this compilation, this like basically archive of his life's work. And he did it. He put it out and then, you know, it's ridiculous. Unfortunately, it passed too. away, but like this thing is out, and yeah. it's called "I Love This Crowd." Steve Whalen. I'll I'll tweet out a link to it. He also uh, was famous for selling uh, merch of his catchphrases and things like that, and he also set that up so that that merch will be available till the end of time. He set it up on a, on a T Public, I think, one of those websites. Yeah. So even. After his life, we'll be able to get this merch and his albums out there. It's streaming and, and, uh, I'm, it's, you know, I mean, it's, he, he's younger than, he was younger than me. He's 33. It's horrible what happened, but I mean, I'm so grateful that he got this work done and we should all be so lucky in our lives to just have a big accomplishment like that done. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very People- great. I'm very grateful for that. 
It's a gift. You're alive, and it's a gift. And if you got stuff you want to do, you got to start doing it, man. You got to get in there. Start doing your thing. It's time. I got stuff I want to do. You don't think I feel like trash when I see the the way uh, I'm watching the Mac, Mac Millions? <laughs> Sitting there, all I can think about is a shamrock shake. You don't think that uh, makes me feel, uh, but you know what? Uh-huh. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do, Pat. You got to do it while you're still here. Don't, don't, uh, don't shrink from the moment, everyone. Don't shrink from the moment. Your life's a gift. You gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta go where you gotta go and you gotta do what you gotta do. Like the mamas and the papas said. Remember that, Mike? (laughs) I don't remember that particular song. Of course you don't. Monday, Monday. The the game. (laughs) This is a game. Guy undercuts, guy undercuts my touching speech. Uh, Someone Uh, pointed out last week too. I couldn't just go, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know that song. When we were talking Crosby Stills and Nash, when I said Mama Cass, I mistakenly said Mommy Cass. Mommy Cass. Well, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I think it is, too. I went back and listened. Mommy Cass. And I did say Mommy Cass. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of songs say Mama and everything. Not a lot of songs say Dada. (laughs) Right? Uh But Pat, I, I, you know, obviously you knew the guy well, Steve Whalen, Mr. Jokes. So yeah. to you and to all the people who also knew him well and loved him, I'm really, uh, you know, of course I offer thank you. my condolences and my sympathies. I appreciate that. I appreciate you reaching out. I mean, it's crazy that all of us here knew him too. I mean, even Mike worked with him on the special and yeah, I met him a couple times, you know, like Tom, I didn't know him well, uh, but, uh, Somebody posted a picture. I guess the last time uh, I did the show, I had a shirt for him. So I got him to, to wear the Masses shirt and uh, with the blazer combo. You know, you get that extra laugh, you know, when it just it looks like it. Yeah. the shirt says Ass Tavern, you know. I love it. Guy, my, my, guy manages to <laughs> slip in a plug for his store during a eulogy. <laughs> I didn't say it, though. Don't worry. You Don't worry. Say. I'm sure. I'm sure they would. I'm sure he would have wanted it that way, and, Mike. And I'm out of shirts, pretty much. <laughs> God bless you, Mike. <laughs> you giving any thought to the new merch? <laughs> yeah. No. Actually. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Uh, you know what? I don't know if you've seen any. <laughs> you said that. Like, thanks, <laughs> thanks for queuing me up. I, Tom. I, I, you know, I, I had a, a, note, a mental note to uh, mention it. Uh, have you seen? I mean, your, your idea has really taken off. The uh, Warhol. Uh, headshot idea? Yeah, no, I saw some of the yeah. some of the, the so, color combinations. Yeah, no, some, so a lot of the uh, creative people out there have been sending me stuff. Some some people have posted it, but it's all great stuff. So I'm announcing tonight that uh, this will be the new calendar. So uh, anybody who wants to, uh, you know, send me some art that they want to do for a calendar. Uh, it could be the headshot in any sort of artistic rendering. Doesn't have to be Warhol, but you know, if you want to stick with that theme. Um, so you, what you're saying is, you, um, you're the next AP Mike calendar is going to be people defacing your headshots. Pretty much, yeah. 
because I've had it with that headshot. You know, I can barely look at it. I mean, but, you know, it seems to have inspired some of the artists out there. And I, I yes. love this now. This is, this is the part. This is where it gets. This is, so you, are you going to, are we going to, are, are we going to do more, more headshots? So that well, people can. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, the headshot is, is, I, I, I had to buy some markers. You know, I've, I've been sort of doing some test prototypes of how sure. I could, I can mark it up literally myself with the headshots that I have left. But uh, the Michaels in Bayonne didn't have a lot of uh, variety as far as markers. So I've got to get to the right markers, and then I'll be able to do a Warhol version. Uh, I don't know it's if you saw plug-in for Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a plug-in for apmike.bandcamp.com, gets Michaels in there. Uh-huh. All the uh, spots. Now, you know who'll go in there? You know what that means now? He goes to Michaels? Uh-huh. They throw. They they throw. They they probably let him use the uh in the bathroom. Well, no, they let me down. They didn't. I need the thick markers. The, the you thick... heard I mentioned Michaels on the show. <laughs> I mentioned the Bayonne Michaels. <laughs> you didn't mention. You mentioned uh, bleeping Panda Express. <laughs> didn't get yet. that into your. Not uh... yet. But they're right there. Yeah. Do they go together? Yeah. Those two chains. Yeah, they yep. do. That's when you know. That's when you know you're living of uh, <laughs> the wrong life. If you if you go to Michaels and Panda Express in the same day, you did something wrong. Oh, I know that. I know that that area. But that's a good Panda Express. I haven't been in there yet. That's yeah. a good Panda Express. Yeah, yeah. supposed to. Yeah, that one. That Panda Express is just a little bit better than the other ones. Oh, it's cleaner. It's newer. I've been into some. I've been in some really rough Panda Expresses. I've been. Ugh. <laughs> so anyway, you go to I'm just getting under your skin tonight. Yeah. He's gonna he'll, he'll he'll be selling these dumb headshots again, I'm sure. <laughs> and now there's a thing where you get to deface them mm-hmm. and then submit them as possible art for the next um, AP Mike calendar. Yeah, this is 2021 calendar, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's what people That's got nice. to look forward to. That's right. 2021. Uh, Don, Don, Donald Trump will be president again, but you'll be there if you make calendar. <laughs> Actually, that, hey, that's an idea. I should just put in what Donald Trump is going to do in 2021, right? Would do you think there's any chance you'll do some writing on the little descriptions for the dates? I can, no, I, he, he said that that's a possibility. I could do that. You should, you should yeah, do where yeah. you just like, AP Mike's birthday uh, and yeah. just put the different different events on different dates. Yeah. <laughs> I think would be a lot of fun. Uh-huh, yeah. Right? And yeah. you could put like some creepy ones there <laughs> too, right? No, no, I'm not gonna do that. <sighs> Family friendly. Family friendly. Yeah, that's the brand. <laughs> um why don't you give me some uh, give me a call, please. Coming up, we're gonna give you line. I'm going to put you on with the person who's been on the longest. This is line four. All right, line four, because we're doing Yeah, I'm Out tonight. Best show, hi. Uh, hi, Tom. This is Kat from Raleigh. Kat from Raleigh. How are you, Kat from Raleigh? Well, I've been doing a whole lot better this year than last year. Last year kind of sucked for me, and I think it's starting to turn around. I'm glad to hear it. The stuff's uh, swinging in a different direction for you. Yeah. Good. That's good. You take it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to, like, like, 
just take it easy. And I'm starting here because, I mean, I mean, I was on hold for a while, but usually when I'm on hold for a while, my irritation dissipates once I get on. And then when I, like, listen to the show the day after, it's like I was too impatient to appreciate this. Well, you're here. You're here now. I'm here now. You're on. We did it. Uh-huh. You're on the other side of it. To what okay. do I owe the pleasure of this call, Kat? Well, I've got one for the topic, um, but it's one I'm not very proud of, and I want to see if you can actually change my mind on it. Oh, oh no. Okay. Let's hear it. I just can't. I I can't, like, vibe with Dan Beharless new pornographers. You can't vibe with the new pornographers without Dan Behar. Yeah, because, I mean, I haven't listened to their latest album, but, I mean, I was listening to Whiteout Conditions, and I was just like, come on, come on, this one's got to be a dance song, right? 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 And it never came. And, I mean... I actually liked the new pornographers before I liked Destroyer, but but it's like Dan gave him that spice. Without him, it's kind of sickly sweet. And, and I guess that was they were my jumping off point for just getting into Destroyer. And I just, I mean, I still liked the new pornographers when he was mm-hmm. with them. It's just that I grew to like Destroyer more and more and more. And I now he's my favorite, still my favorite person making music today. Well, what if you did this, Kat? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind right now. You take the new new pornographer's album, right? Mm-hmm. You take that album, and you take the new Destroyer album, right? Yeah. Here's what you do. Get ready for this. Oh, you're not gonna be able to handle this when you hear it. You take two song, take three songs off the Destroyer album. Just drop them right in the middle. Drop, scatter them through. Scatter them through the album. Make like he's still in the band. I can't fool myself that well. But it's what they would have done if he was doing it. Those songs, three of those would have been on the, on the record. Hmm. I guess it's just that, like, since the new pornographers got me into Destroyer, I was just always finding, like, w- I never disliked the other songs, but it's like, I always just wanted more Dan. But what if you just put a drop, uh, a drop, a uh, 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 television music supervisor into the middle of, uh, the new pornographer's album? I think you can figure this out. I think there's something there. You, if you, you make it the way you want to hear it. I just wish he would come back to the fold. Because, like, it's, 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 it has a different feel. It's more straightforward and it's more poppy, but I like him on that sound. Well, Kat, I don't know what to tell you. You I get two albums it. for That's the price the of one now. I saw Destroyer the other night. It was the greatest. I'm seeing him in a couple weeks. Yeah, I saw him. He was great. 
Yeah, I've seen him every time he's come to the to North Carolina since I moved here. Except I keep getting annoyed, ticked off, and he always cuts off the end of rubies when he's played it, and it's like, dude, that's like you cut off one of my favorite lyrics of all time ever. It's like, mm-hmm. don't leave me hanging like this. Wow. That's a part of the thing. He's got you hooked. You know what song he did when I saw him? He said, like you, I've been all over the world. I've seen Bangkok. He did that song. That was great. Mm. Yeah. He did all the hits. Mm. I think maybe I just tend to be a little particular in my shooting, in, in my, sorry, in my, uh, destroy your taste, but I guess what I was going to say was that I can never, I guess, like, begrudge him because the first time I saw Destroyer, he played Shooting Rockets, which is my favorite song of his, mm-hmm. and I was so, like, gobsmacked that I made, like, this sound like a dying horse, mm-hmm. and his guitarist saw me and snickered. You can't mention a sound like a dying horse and then not try it right now. Okay, if you must. <laughs> Oh my god. But is there a dying horse over there? <laughs> but yes, right? All good things must come to an end. The bad ones they go on forever. Isn't that what I just said? It is now and it is never. My imitation isn't quite as good. <laughs> He's the best. You're going to have a great time at the show. And I'm yes. going to tell you, Kat, I think you can slap a couple of those new songs, those Destroyer songs, into the new Pornographer's album, and you'll know what it would feel like. Just people do it with – people did it with, like, Beatles things from – they'll go, like, from 1971, and they'll be like, I'll assemble a Beatles album that would have come out. And it's a pretty sweet album. Mm. Seems though, like, I did want to mention one last thing before I go. What's that now? When I was thinking about great shows, it's been four years ago this week was when I saw you and John in Durham. And I've just been dying to know, are you going to do anything for 20 years of that show? Never, never. It's not happening. No, we'll do more stuff. We're going to do more stuff. Hmm. Don't worry. We'll be back. I'll hold you to that. (laughs) Yeah, you can. We'll be back. Yeah. I just thought it'd be nice to like do something this year to mark 20. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know what, Kat? We're going to be back. Okay. That's all I need to know. All right. You have a great night, and thank you for calling. No problem. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. I got to get on this. Uh... First of all, again, no one ain't throwing me no Mac Millions game pieces. Nobody ain't throwing me in movies like... Because, like, this thing, I'm this topic of the idea, like, yeah, I'm done or I'm out, whatever it was. What was it called? Yeah, I'm out. Um, like, this Wes Anderson, right? This guy, he makes these movies. And, look, I got my fill. I'm not going to put the guy's movies down. You still dig them? God bless you. You enjoy it all the live long day. You, you, you party down with your Wes Anderson movie all the time. For me... I'm a little tired of feeling like uh like it's uh, everything's in a over overgrown dollhouse, <laughs> and everything is uh, done like it's a UN uh, 
like it's uh nations what that the thing you do at school that they didn't actually do in anyone's school ever. They only do it in like TV shows. Mm-hmm. What do you know the thing I'm talking about, Mike? Like world oh, yeah, no, world yeah. nation. You know where everybody's like, I'm I'm from Switzerland. Yeah, very whimsical. What do you call that? Whimsy. No, no. What did you call that that we, that uh, that that activity in school? In Virginia, we had the uh, model general assembly. The model UN is what yeah. it was called, or whatever. Well, down there in West Virginia, when you did it, <laughs> we're, those are those that was different down there. We're not part of the UN. Down hey there. man, hey man, <laughs> I'm from Sweden, man. You look here, man. I'm talking now. I'm the prime minister of Sweden. I'm just going to tell you all how it is. That bring back memories. It, yeah, I think I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah. No, but his movies, it's like, look, I get a little bit of a headache now. Everybody's in a costume running around pretending it's, uh, you know, they're in France in the 40s or whatever. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> they got to run around with little mini- miniature sandwiches on little plates that they shoot from right above. I got to watch. Somebody uh, cut a peanut butter sandwich from an overhead angle with a fancy tablecloth. I just saw enough of it. I get it. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out on his movies. Yeah. I get it. God bless him. I I end up liking guys like uh, like uh, they change every time. Mm-hmm. Your destroyers. Your your. Your uh, your uh, uh, Joni Mitchells, or they change the game. Your Neil Youngs is they mix it up on you. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Ramones. I got they got out of out of the biz with them. How many times are they gonna make the same album again? They made four perfect albums. Then like, well, we're making more. They're less perfect, but they sound like the perfect ones. Make a new thing, baby. Give us something new. Yeah, they you with a, me, Mike? Yeah, they should have did a standards album at some point. The Ramones? Yeah. <laughs> well, they <laughs> they actually did. Did they? Well, they they did Acid Eaters, which Acid was, was like a, cover a, a, a bunch oh. of 60s songs. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you mean yeah. like uh, a Rod Mike's Stewart talking. Great American yeah, yeah, Songbook. Yeah, the Great American Songbook. Yeah. That's, yeah. why, that's why I'm out with Bob Dylan temporarily. You know, He went on that track, and I'm like, enough with that already. Yeah. You know, come this on. guy's doing these things. I got. I got to listen to uh, Bob Dylan do Camp Town Races or whatever he's doing <laughs> on these things. I, I think he missed. The, he missed that song, but he's got every other one. I would always, yeah. yeah. I listen. Hey, it's Bob Dylan, but he's singing Frank Sinatra. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Huh. You ever wanted to hear that? No, not even close. No. Oh, I can live without it. And so I, yeah. So look, when these people are doing, and look, who am I to talk? Who am I to talk? I've been blabbing here for decades now. And I got people always say to me, I'm done, Tom. I'm done. I get it. You suck now. <laughs> you don't think I hear that? You don't think I hear you suck now? You know what? I don't. I don't. I'm bringing it. Does it change shape? Yeah, it does. It changes shape. 
the show become different each time? Yeah, it is. You'd almost think I was documenting an entire life and that this thing's not going to be the most impressive thing ever heard when I finally uh, move on to the next plane, higher or lower, uh, God willing. <laughs> Don't end up in hell. <laughs> if I end up in hell, uh-huh. oh, my God. Describe it for us, Tom. What would hell be like for you? Well. Paint us a picture. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to, okay? <laughs> <laughs> This is, I'm going to close my eyes and just describe my version of what hell looks like. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just seeing uh, seeing what's actually is now. Mm. I see uh, box boxes <laughs> filled with AP Mike calendars <laughs> that somehow I bought. <laughs> I see uh I see me being s- surrounded by everybody sad. That'd be hell to me. Oh, I see me sitting in a chair filming cameo videos <laughs> for $30 a pop in front of AP Mike's calendars. I'm looking at this. Look at I'm looking at the the cameo right now. There's some definite price discrepancies going on here. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, one twenty five. Wow! Wow! Right? That's outrageous. Yeah. Two minutes. Wait. I mean, did did they have a a, a time limit? It's not even that. Gary Gary Busey, three hundred fifty dollars. Wow! That's crazy. But then you, you you look you scroll down. There's some bargains on here. Tim Hardaway, NBA All Star, fifty bucks. Yeah. He's not going to gouge his people. Cedric the Entertainer, a hundred dollars. Yeah, oh, that's great. Gary Busey's three fifty. Cedric the Entertainer is an active, popular artist right now. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Really got to need that money, Cedric. Yeah. Corey Feldman, two hundred and two dollars. <laughs> Paula Dean, one hundred. Hundred bucks for uh, Paula yeah. Dean. Probably probably cost more to for her to not to say uh hate speech. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred it's a hundred or one fifty without the hate speech. Tommy Chong, one fifty. you'll never guess what he's doing in the photo. <laughs> You'll never guess. Mike, I could give you I could give you ten years of guessing round the clock, you'll never guess. Sipping a tea? No. <laughs> Dudio, what do you think he's doing? He's uh holding a oversized joint. Well he's not holding an oversized joint, he's just taking a hit off of oh look it looks like a pipe. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey. Hey man, it's uh, Billy's birthday, man. I want to say happy birthday, Billy. Everybody's so proud of you, man, for going to school and graduating, Billy. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Billy. Uh, congratulations, man. Now, Mike, why are you not doing this? To me, it's just like 
I I don't I, I couldn't yeah it's low it's it's the lowest to me you know it's, it's the like, low you know Mike I'll do it Paul yeah. Rubens <laughs> Pee Wee Herman is on this thing how much you think how much you think he's charging oh I, actually I saw uh, somebody somebody got Therese a Pee Wee Herman uh, greeting yeah well they paid two hundred fifty dollars yeah Lou Ferrigno one fifty Johnny Damon. Hundred bucks. How much money does Johnny Damon need? Mm. A baseball player. Yeah. Hundred bucks. Still gotta get your hand. You gotta get your mitts on. On any more money? I got. I got forbid anybody leaving money on the table. <laughs> Sean Spicer. Oh God. Oh. Dog. The, the he gets two hundred. Two hundred. Outrageous. Yeah. Dog the bounty hunter. One fifty. Mike. Yeah. Nah, Loretta, gonna... Loretta Swit is bringing in 125 uh, a pop, Mike. That, that's just sad that she's got to resort to that. You don't want a piece of this, Mike? No. It's, it's too low for me, Tom. It's too low. Troy Aikman's I doing like, it. I, I, when I send out these uh, headshots, I, I run away from the post office. I feel like I'm ripping the people off. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Ennis Cantor, NBA All Star, fifty dollars. He's not an All Star. Ennis Cantor, fifty bucks. That's like him just doing a service for the fans. Then he's saying, "Yeah, that's 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 an entry price. I'll just do it so we, so I can do it for you. I can't charge less." He's charging fifty bucks. Meanwhile, the guy, the guy from Kevin from the office, one seventy five. Wow. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I just want to say congratulations on graduating to my friend Adam. Congratulations. You are all proud of you. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. 300. Oh, God. 300? 300. Oh, my God. Kevin Pollock, 225. wonder if he does it in... Excuse me, Miss Cha. I was just found out that it's, uh, it's Carla's birthday. So, uh, I, hey, it's me, Kevin Pollock. Actually, I'm doing my characters. Look, it's me, Christopher Walken. And I want to say happy birthday, Carla, to the. <sighs> is our boy, uh, Kevin Smith on there? There is no way he's not on here. John Ratzenberger's on here. You think Kevin Cliff. Smith's going to visit Harvey in jail? No, I don't. Mike, I don't. Slip him a shiv? Slip him a shiv. <laughs> All right, I'm looking right now. I got to see. Let's see. Kevin Smith cameo. You know, the only thing that comes up, so far what comes up is this guy, all the dumb cameos he's done in movies. I guess he didn't do a cameo. He's not available on cameo, Mike. Showing some restraint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's showing restraint. The guy who played the dinner cook in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie 10 years ago. <coughs> Give me a call, please. All right. Uh, hold on one second. You're going to line. And I got a listener. Some listener blasted me on Twitter. Not even blasted. He's a nice guy. Or lady, I'm not sure. Ladies can hate Hello? me too. 
um, and said, uh, that the show, uh, where was it again? So the show, uh, here it is. Hey, Tom, I just passed it. It said the show sucks now. Here it is. We need more caller interaction on the best show. It's become too self-indulgent of late. Please refer and re- return to the format we all love. All right. Let's take some calls then. Help you, you anonymous weirdo with your <laughs> circle zero followers and you're following six people. You're following me, though. I'll give it to you. <laughs> and you know what? I'll follow you. How about that, buddy? Uh-huh. Is he following me? I say no. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's following you, me. Oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> me, best show, AP Mike, Brett Davis, Worcester, and then some gaming thing. No Dudio. <laughs> no Pat. No Pat, no Dudio. They warm up, they warm, they warm up to you guys. Message received. Best show. Hi. Hi. Hey, to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is William from Illinois. William from Illinois. Well, what's going on tonight, William? Um, nothing much. Just hanging around, just constructing my best of the year ballot for movies. Best of the year ballot. Well, well, what's leading the pack now on your best of the year ballot? I mean, number one with a bullet is Uncut Gems, no pun intended. Yeah, man. Uncut Gems. Rocking and rolling. Uncut Gems. Love it. Love yep. it, love it, love it. You know, they, uh, I got, I got, uh, I saw that movie and then they told me, uh, you know, we were watching you watch it. And then they sent me a picture of like a security camera picture of them watching me watch it. Creeped me out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with it though. Um, what else is on your list? Uh, well, uh, second is a new one, a portrait of a lady on fire. Ooh, I want to see that. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like probably, if not for Uncut Gems, the best ending of the year. Do they kill a uh, historical figure that didn't die in that uh, moment? Yes, yes, they kill Vivaldi. We're gonna kill bleeping Vivaldi, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. suddenly, then suddenly kicks into a, uh, right? What, what song would you hear then? You hear a, 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 you hear like a grassroots song, right? In my midnight confessions, gonna tell the world that I love you. You know, I don't know why they didn't have this, the security camera and Jackie Brown would have disproved the whole thing. They had a security camera in the, in the clothing, in the, in the shopping mall. Logic police. Logic police. Meanwhile, nothing makes less sense than this guy selling these headshots for 10 bucks a pop. You don't question that. You notice he, you notice he doesn't get it too heavy on the logic then. <laughs> it's true. Mike? It's true. Mike, we yeah. do another wave of these headshots. <laughs> And people can deface them. Uh-huh. Or what about this? Mike, I yeah. just figured an angle out. Uh-huh. 
only headshots you'll consider for the calendar mm-hmm. have a little stamp in the corner. New ones. You make new headshots. <laughs> None of the existing ones are are uh are are eligible. Uh-huh. Everyone's got to buy a new headshot if they want to <laughs> contend no, for this. No, 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 I don't, I don't want to go down that. No, way. it's got to say it's got to say for calendar use only in the corner. <laughs> no, I figured Elig- you- eligible for calendar publication. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna gouge him like that. <laughs> I, I have my. Limit. You really wouldn't do cameo. Let's let's practice no, a cameo right no, now, Mike. No. No, let's just try. I just want you to try it on for size. Okay. So, so give, you, give, yeah, give me a setup. Okay, my my name is Herbie, right? Yeah. My name is Herbie, and I just I just um. I just I just sold my used car, and I'm pretty excited about that. No, no, no. I graduated. I graduated from high school. And my family bought this for me, and they're all proud of me. Go. Congratulations, Herbie. I heard you just uh, graduated from high school. Good for you. The world is your oyster, man. Go grab it. Slurp it down. Mike, I'm chug a beer. Chug a beer. (laughs) Chug a beer. I'm going to stop you right now. You're doing this. That is one of the best things I've ever heard. There is no way you can't. Mike, David Keckner is doing them. I don't even know who, who, who is David Keckner. This is a working actor. This guy, this guy's turning work down left and right. You can still pay 200 bucks and get him to do one. Yeah. Chuck Liddell is doing them. 125. I could do this on my phone, you think? Yeah, that's how of you course. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norm MacDonald does them, Mike. Joey Fatone. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You could easily do 50. Set, set my price, Tom. This way, you know, it's not. Uh, 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Yeah. yeah. 50 bucks. All right. I'll look into it. Mike, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens is doing it. $250. <laughs> wow. Montez from, from Workaholics. It's a hundred bucks. George Hamilton is two hundred. I think this is going to elevate your status, Mike. That you're on this thing. Yeah. There's some real people. Uh, Vince Carter. This uh-huh. is like a Hall of Famer. Yeah. NBA Hall of Famer. Three hundred bucks. He's still not leaving at three hundred bucks on the table. <laughs> <clears throat> Mike, why, why don't you try it? Bring your phone okay. here, and we'll help you do it. All right. Do the first batch. Okay. Like before a show. All right. How much is Norm Macdonald? Three seventy-five. Wow. Little, little steep. God. Oh, you know where that money's going. <laughs> right to the casino. Right to the. Uh, right to the craps table. John Ratzenberger from Cheers, one twenty. I'm telling you, Mike. Fifty-nine dollars. <laughs> well, I'm going to be fifty-nine this year, so yeah, that makes sense, right? So there you go, fifty-nine yeah, for fifty-nine. <laughs> Jose Canseco's one fifty, Mike. Uh-huh. Jose, All I'm right. telling you, Mike, you're going to clean up. Kristen got me one uh, when I did 
midlife crisis the first time. Uh huh. She got me one from uh, Chris Kattan. Right, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a couple. Exciting. Yep. Yeah. It was very nice. Yeah. Billy Zane, five hundred bucks. Five hundred. Whoa. Here's here's a crazy thing. Jim Brown, Hall of Fame football player. Jim Brown, three hundred twenty dollars. Billy Zane, five hundred dollars. Yeah, I think Jim Brown's number was thirty-two, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little logic there. I know he ain't charging thirty-two dollars. <laughs> I would be in it. I would ask him. I would want him to say something about Mars Attacks, the movie he was in. I would want nothing about his football career. <laughs> Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, one thirty-five. Welcome to the best show. Caller. Caller. Hello. Mm-hmm. Caller. Yes. What's up? How's it going, Tom? It's going good. Would you buy a cameo from AP Mike? <clears throat> Absolutely, yes. No question about it. I'm telling you, Mike's going to do this. He's going to make so much money doing it. And you know what he's also going to do? What? Not going to look back. Oh, never. No. No. That, I, don't, I don't think that exists in his in his worldview. Don't look back. You, uh, Bob Dylan looked back more than AP Mike looks back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's got everything he needs. He's AP Mike. He don't look back. Right? He's up Absolutely. on Cameo. He's AP Mike. He don't look back. Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, so, uh, tell me about what's going on, buddy. What, you got something for Yam out? Uh, no, I don't have something for the topic, but um, I'm a uh, first time, long time, and uh, I'm just calling because uh, I was uh, just want to give props to the FOT community. Um, you know, I've had some rough stuff going on the last few months, and they're just, uh, you know, we talk about fandoms and this and that, and... Honestly, the, the, the best show community is just, uh, just so supportive and kind. And, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone that's been, uh, you know, super cool and helpful. And, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. And I'm glad that's the, that's what you feel because it's true. That's exciting. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And, Mike, I'm sorry. Mike, you can do the. Hold on one second, call. Um, Mike, you can do. What about this? I'll let you do your 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 stupid uh, videos from the uh, <laughs> from 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 the best show chair from my chair oh, in the studio. Oh, wow, that'd be great. Yeah, it'll look okay. real, real professional. Yeah, yeah. Frame it up nice. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you've got me thinking, and I think there are ways to make it more creative than the standard, you know, in and out that you see some of these cameos. Somebody posted, uh, what's the guy uh, from Motley Crue? 
He's Vince doing- Neal. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks as cheap as can be. Yeah. Looks like he's in an elevator. Yeah, and he's, he was drunk, I, I think, and he's drunk in one of the episodes. I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. Nice sucks. Yeah. Disrespect. But I'm going to say this to you, Mike. Yeah. You go, you do these things, you make them classy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to love it. All right. And then you're going to be rolling in it. <laughs> you're going to be rolling in, in, in cash, Mike. I also want to say, and we're doing the show tonight from Forever Dog. Amazing Forever Dog. Good, yeah, good, good guys. Uh, good guys. I was wondering, because I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, the producer, Devin, over at Earwolf. Um, I know he uh, I was online with him uh, the last couple of days, seeing him online, and, and he... Uh, a beautiful kitty that, yeah. that he lost, and so I wanted, I didn't know where the show was coming out of uh, tonight. Yeah, no, no you're right, was, Devin. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna write him. Now you make me look, you make me look like a bum. Wow, yeah. make me look like a bum. <laughs> I was gonna write him and tell him uh, his, his cat passed away. It's very sad. Uh, it's so sad. send uh, send uh, my my condolences to Devin, who's a, a sweet guy, and uh, yeah. Sorry to hear about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, um, back to the, uh, well, all right, buddy. Thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. You have a great night, man. You have a great night, too. The call, it was not that guy. That The frequency of that, it was like talking to a tin can. No, but we're over at Forever Dog. Brett is holding it down tonight. Here, Brett. Good guy. Good guy. Hey, Forever Dog, they're moving up in the world. They're making it happen. New studio, new everything. All sorts of stuff, man. I also got my Zoom recorder. And I am going to, I just got it, and I'm going to begin recording more bonus content on it for Patreon people only. Patreon.com slash the best show. We're going to do the Q&A this week. We'll get that up uh, hopefully on Friday. That can go up uh is that possible, guys? Yeah. Uh, when are you going to record it? I'll, re- I'll try to record it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me and it'll go right up. Okay. It'll get recorded tomorrow. Yeah. And the Q and A fourth episode of season four. Meet my friends of friends went up yesterday. That's up. And then, uh, yeah, man, it's all getting around. Best show. We're taking care of business here. Got another call for me? Line two. Best show, hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? My name is Julia. Julia, where are you calling from? I'm from Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yes, huh? Which is the home of? Um, The Lobos and the West Mesa Bone Collector. What? (laughs) And the Doghouse. The West Mesa Bone Collector is a serial killer, unsolved. Okay. Okay. By what way, about speaking of Mark Marin? Isn't he from Albuquerque? <laughs> don't know who Mark Marin is. You don't know who Mark Marin is? No, I don't think so. Refresh me. He does a, a show called WTF. No, don't know it. Mm, well. 
you got a, you got a, an adventure ahead of you. It's a podcast. Yeah, it's uh, some work to he's inter- do. Yeah. He's interviewed with the president and all sorts of, not not the current president, um, but uh, other president. Okay. Obama. He interviewed. Okay. Okay. And comedians. He interviewed. He interviewed Obama and Nick DiPaolo. All right. Well, I've got some work to do. Clearly. Yes. So, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call tonight? Well, I'm calling about the topic because, uh, well, I don't really listen to the show, but my boyfriend loves it, and he suggested I call in because I have a certain gripe. With me? What did I do? No. I'm sorry. No, not with you. <laughs> what can I do? How much can I pay you to get you to like me again? 50000 All right. Mike, cut her a check. <laughs> Thank you. So go ahead, Julia. What were you? What were you saying? Your who? Who are you done with? So um, I was talking about um, the germs and the fact that Shane West is now the front man for the germs. The actor. Yes, the actor, and I know him because he was in this Nicholas Sparks movie called A Walk to Remember. Okay. And Are who did he play in that? that? Um, he plays this, this young buck who uh, is kind of a troublemaker in high school. Mm-hmm. And he meets Mandy Moore, who's this religious lady. She's a mm-hmm. young woman also. She's a high school student. And they fall in love, although she's reluctant to do so. She has cancer. They get married, but she ultimately dies. So he's in this movie as like he's just like a straight actor, kind of like a like a like a bland kind of actor. Yeah. And then, but then he ends up being this germs biopic thing. Yeah. And then now he stayed in the germs. He was playing Darby Crash, the the yeah. uh, the troubled lead singer of the germs. Yeah. So now. And then now he's the he's actually has become him in his own strange yeah. way. Yeah. That's weird. And I feel like it's it's totally disrespectful and gross and weird. And if Darby Crash were alive, he would be really grossed out by that. Could you imagine if Darby Crash was like, what music would he have made? Uh, what if he were still alive? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. What would his that music have sounded like? Much- creativity for me at this moment to think about you, you don't picture him i picture him in a band where he would have he would have probably gotten into like he probably would have gotten into like synth stuff right well that's what i was thinking actually we must be reading each other's minds because the first thing i thought about was synth yeah computer madness he would have been like right yeah. songs like that <laughs> yeah. computer madness well, and you know when he went solo it was bad it was not a great time for him mm-hmm so, yeah, now, I think he would have he, just kind of continued on this trajectory of really sad, sad thing. He died on the same day John Lennon died. He could he didn't even get his own day to be to be recognized. Poor him. I recognize yeah. him every year. The sad, sad story. What's that? I recognize him every year. Well, somebody does. I look. He was yeah. a legend. He did. He 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 he, he was in one of the. All-time greatest 
crash and burn kind of bands, no pun intended, that that ever was. Yeah. But they left their legacy. Yeah. They My served. boyfriend says they you might not part. even know that much about the germ. What's that now? My boyfriend, he listens to the show all the time. He says you might not even know that much about the germ. That I might not? Yeah. Who's this? Come on, man. Tighten it up. This guy, who think, who you think I am? I don't know about the germs. But Come on. You're, you're proving us. You're proving him wrong. Yeah, I'm proving him wrong, not us. You didn't know. Yeah, no, we're you have no idea who I am. You don't know who Mark Marin is. You know who I am. You know who Don <laughs> Bowles is. Right? No. Do you know who Don Bowles is? No. Oh, do you mean the drummer from the germs? My, my. <laughs> Suddenly, the germsophile is the germsophiled. Well, here's the thing. I never claimed to be a germsophile. I was just personally offended by the choice of Shane West being the leader of the germs. Because what's his background? Fair enough. Now, that's a good point. Um, it is It is pretty exciting, though, that... Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the lead singer of the Weirdos now. Yeah, I don't mind Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's 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 a pretty genuine person. He was in Sack Lunch Bunch. Did you see that? No. You're not a big uh, comedy fan, are you? No, I am more of a of a true crime kind of guy. So what do you like? You like uh, you like uh, my favorite murder. I do, yes, I do. I'm a very big fan of Karen and Georgia. Speaking Maybe of true crime, Tom. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, AP, Mike, AP Mike, uh, 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 just so you know, uh, caller, he is, he's, he's a producer on the show. He's been on the show, uh, since the beginning of, of time, basically. He's been here forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is, he's got some pretty weird interests. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Okay. Well, He's a unique. He kind of dances to the beat of his own drum, if you know what I mean. Have you sure. seen? Have you seen the new podcast, Tom? What's that? Lisk. Long Island serial. Long Island his, serial killer. I the Long Island serial because Mike's name is Lisk. His last name is Lisk, and he's so mad because this because the Long Island serial killer is yeah. all like it, it's it's an, an acronym for his name. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure he's not actually Lisk? So everybody's sending me, I guess this podcast has just started. So everybody's mm-hmm. sending me, you know, the the photo of the uh, the icon, I guess, for the show. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's impressive to see your name just spelled out like that. But then underneath it, Long Island serial killer. Hey, man. Well, <laughs> no such thing as bad press. I guess yeah, it's unsolved. Oh. Actually, maybe that might be that might be the only example of it <laughs> is that you're sharing the name of a serial killer. I know a lot of people. I know what's his face. I saw the guy who does the uh, that it, it, Andy Kindler has this podcast, this a political podcast where it's him, where it's him. He's because Andy's well known as an as an undecided voter. He's just. <laughs> He goes back and forth. He's never sure who to vote for. He gets in the booth, then goes to make his mind up. Um, but he has a podcast, and he, he's paired with some guy, some, this Elvis impersonator, who mm. is named Elvis Weinstein, and he was mad that Harvey Weinstein had the same name. 
And he was just like, he's like, yeah, this guy's ruined my good name. <laughs> and then I was just like, man, you're doing a show with Andy Kindler. I guess you're not, uh, I'm kidding. I, the guy's exactly not a uh, quality control, not a uh, job number one over at the, uh, the Elvis Weinstein house. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler is one of my favorite comedians and one of my favorite people for that matter. I don't know why I'm, I'm uh, giving him the business. Why am I giving him the business? Who's your favorite comedian caller? Oh, uh, oh, what's his name? Don't say Bob Hope. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. No one, no one knew her, eh? Yeah, no, nobody knew. Well, I like Sarah Silverman. I like Chris Rock. I like, uh, I mean, I like Karen Hart Stark. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, Karen uh, Kilgariff. Yes, you, uh, you like comedians that talk about murder. I do. Well, yes, I do. Uh, but I, you know, that's just not my area of focus, unfortunately. Sure. Um, yeah, well, look, I, 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 I says to you, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. I hope you stick around a little bit more. I doubt you will. Cause I'm, um, you are, you well, sound like you're, you're not into it. Well, I appreciate it. You have a grand can evening. I give, can I give him a shout out really quickly? Yes, by all means. Okay. Richard Scott right out. I love you. There you go. Richard Scott right out. You did it. Thank you. Okay. Give me another call, please. We are going to line four. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? <clears throat> this is Andre from Marino, California. Andre from Marino. Marino? Uh, Marino. Marina. Yeah. The city's just called Marina. It is. It's about 10 minutes away from Monterey. Yeah, oh, Monterey. Monterey. Yeah, man. Yeah. I get yeah. it. What's going on tonight? <laughs> um, moving, I didn't have anything for the topic, so don't shoot me, but I wanted to ask you if you had heard about the Prunedale Slingshotter. What? No, I haven't. I feel like I'm stepping into a trap right now. No, no, you're not. His real name is Charles Kenneth Lafferty. He was a Prunedale resident, like about 10 minutes away from Marina. And like, Prunedale is of... 10 minutes from you. About, yeah. And now I'd he's the Prunedale what? <laughs> I, I dubbed him the Prunedale Slingshotter. The Prunedale Slingshotter. Yeah, he's a 52-year-old man who's accused of slingshotting glass marbles at cars on the highway, and there's like 79 charges against him. Yeah, it's a lot of marbles. Yeah, it's a lot of marbles. (laughs) Did he cause any accidents? I just thought it was so funny that I just want to know what goes in this guy's head. The Prunedale slingshotter. Yeah, for the whole of 2019, he was terrorizing the highways of 101 and 156. Mm-hmm. 
out there with his slingshot and marbles. Yeah, that, that's not that's and they caught him. Yeah, they finally caught him in January. Good. Good. Yeah. We got him. We got him, right? We got him, boys. We got him. I just wanted to tell you. Remember when they said we got him? I actually don't. Which Who said we got him again? George W. Bush? (laughs) Was that right, Mike? No, no, he didn't get him. Who said we got him? Clark? Was that the president's name? Clark? (laughs) I can't remember anymore. Was there a President Clark? No. No. Because it goes Trump. Mm -hmm. Then before him was Obama. Then it was Bush. 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 Then it was Clark. No? President Clark? Clinton. Clinton. That's why I'm, I don't know why I'm saying Clark. Clinton. You were close. Yeah. Off by a few letters. Yeah. So are you friends with this marble man? Oh, definitely. Did you go to the trial? Did you go to the trial? No. I just saw on the local news that he was terrorizing the peninsula, and I thought it was kind of hilarious that Sounds like Errol Morris might need to get involved in this one. (laughs) Tell the story of Marble Man, right? Yeah. I think he could write something. Anything else you got for me? Got something for the topic, or you just called to talk about Marble Man? I'm called to talk about Marble Man, but I also wanted to tell you that I really love your impersonation of Seth MacFarlane's Peter Griffin voice. I almost drove off the side of the road when you were talking about that I'll never do it again. I, don't, I want you to be safe. I will never do that impression again because it's a hazard to your safety. As long as I draw breath on this planet, I will never do that impression again because I'm concerned about you. No, I just won't have to listen to the best show while driving. That's no, it. no, I can't. I can't take the chance. You, you. Oh, man. You clearly, you clearly have, uh, weird compulsions. You're obsessed with Marble Man <laughs> of Prunedale. And I can't trust that you would, you would responsibly drive if I started doing the Peter Griffin impression. Okay. So I'll never do it again. Okay. Thank you. Hang up on this. Thank guy. you. Bye. Final call. Final call. Let's have it. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is no one in Brooklyn. This is no one in Brooklyn. What's up, no one? No one. N O L A N. No N O N A N. No one. No one. No one. Okay. Yeah. You know when they also said there's no one in Brooklyn is when. When the Nets uh, did not re-sign Jeremy Lin, then there was no Lin in Brooklyn. That's that's true too. So I'm kind of a word uh, smith. I look at words as uh, little tools in my toolbox I can play with, and it really is fun to just play with words. The English language really is kind of delicious when you get down to it. You can just really have fun with the words. 
Where's my McMillions, Nolan? Where's the person who's serving me up a thing? Where's my Wes Anderson? Where's my McMillions game piece winner to just go, Tom, meet me in the men's room. Remember the guy's like, yeah, we both went to the men's room. He goes, yeah, and it's not what you think it is. What? What I think it is. What do you think I think's going on? Hey, Tom. Physician, Physician, heal thyself. What's that, what's that, AP Mike? Do you think Doug did the pitch for McMillions, the F, the, the ham bone uh, FBI guy? No, I don't. I what I think is they talked to him, and they were like, "Well, we got a movie, <laughs> we got a show, yeah, we got this guy. guy. This guy is a star. He's TV ready. He is ready because this one FBI agent is just like." Yeah, so I realize he he puts himself. It's like Argo. <laughs> yeah, he he pretends to be a director, uh-huh. and he's doing this uh, thing to talk to the McDonald's game winners to find out who who's a, a a crook. It's really quite impressive. <laughs> and I like when they talk to this one old man, this one old dummy. <laughs> Guy wins a million dollars. This this dunce can't get out of the can't can't not be in the spotlight. Volunteers to get interviewed, and I tell you, this guy's sweating. This guy starts talking about how he found that McDonald's game piece, weaving a flight of fancy on that thing. This guy's got more. This guy's dripping more than the the shake machine at McDonald McDonald's. There's more fluid, more fluid coming out of his forehead. Than there is out of out of the shake machine. I could have said, I could have said, y'all order a large a large uh, McSweats, and they would have brought that uh, old guy back and stuck a cup under his uh, his, his eyebrows. This guy couldn't couldn't stay away. Had to had to be on camera talking. Hubris. Yeah, yeah, hubris yeah. is what sunk the mighty Titanic. <laughs> Not an iceberg. It was hubris, my friends. And I say to you, and I, look, I'll say this. I never saw two-thirds of the movie Titanic. I have no idea. Is that in Titanic? <laughs> no. About hubris? No, no. It's not, is it? No. For some reason, I thought it could be. But this, this, these people, man, they can't resist. They cannot resist the spotlight. <laughs> and this guy, yeah, I mean, I'll get a free trip to Las Vegas <laughs> to go to a. Because also, first of all, this is what McDonald's <laughs> does on this thing. Yeah, we. Uh, apparently, AP Mike works at McDonald's for a second there. <laughs> yeah, we got a thing. Now, um. They say, yeah, we're going to have all the game winners have a reunion in Las Vegas. Reunion? They never met. They've never met before. They won their game. They weren't a championship team. These slobs are pulling off the game pieces from fry boxes. Tom, you forgot to mention that the sweat machine, the first thing he did after he did the uh, the video, he ran, yeah. he ran home and his his, his phone was tapped. And he calls one of, one of the masterminds yeah. and tell, yeah. him, tell him what a bunch of idiots these people were. Yeah, this moron, <laughs> this moron steps right into an FBI investigation 
it's that they gave him a game piece and they're just like, yeah, you go claim it. And he's like, he's like the father of one of the people. Yeah. So he goes and he wins the, he gets the million dollars. And then he does the worst job ever with this thing. And then, and then he runs off and then he goes home. He's like, yeah, they asked me things. These idiots asked me all these questions. Yeah, they had no idea. They fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Meanwhile, they're just, they're, they're busy, uh, they're busy mopping up the floor. They're laying down paper towels from this McDonald's guy. This dunce, this old dunce. I tell you, hubris. You ever feel yourself letting your ego drive the bus? That's when you tell yourself, you have to at least hit, at least pause then. Ask yourself why you're making certain decisions. If you feel ego, this old idiot had to, had to be interviewed, had to be filmed. Couldn't resist his moment of glory. Film, filming him talking about how he, like he's weaving this tail. And then they talked to some other guy with this pompadour. Looked like, uh, what's his face? Football, uh, Looked like, uh, it looked like, uh, uh, the, the guy who won with the, 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 the uh, Cowboys. Was that idiot's name? J- Jimmy, uh, what's Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Smith. <laughs> no, not Jimmy Smith. What was his name? Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. That guy won. The guy's got this, this shellacked hair helmet. <laughs> Devo's hair moved more than this guy's hair moved. When they wore those JFK wigs. <laughs> and there's this guy who wins the contest and he's just like, uh-huh. and he's laying on too many details. He's stinson, he's stinsoning up the joint. Right? He pulled a stinson. Two GPS talk. Uh, he's, he's talking about, yeah, I went to the beach and then I got this People magazine. And then they got caught in the ocean, splashed up, and it ruined it. So then I went and I bought a new copy at the... Yeah. Too many details. Yeah. Too many details. And he's talking about all these details. They got the thing. The magazine got hit by a wave. Washed out to sea. Then I went and bought another one. I pulled the thing off and it says I won a million dollars. And he's just, but he's got this giant head of hair. He thinks he's pulling, he thinks he's putting one over on everybody. I tell you, man, hubris, says the person whose show is named The Best Show. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you this though. I got a lot of things gonna drag me down. I got a hellhound on my t- trail. You don't think I know that? I got a hellhound on my t- tail or trail? Uh, Trail. Yeah, trail. Trail. I got a hellhound on my tail. He's coming after me, trying to chomp me in the in the uh, rump. I mean, I know these are the Robert Johnson lyrics, and I, I need to cite them. I got a hellhound on my tail, chasing after me, trying to bite me on my rump. <laughs> the words of blues legend Robert Johnson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like. I know what it's like when the black dog's chasing you. Churchill got it. I got it. 
But you know what? There's a lot of things going to bring me down. One thing ain't going to bring me down, man. Hubris. Hubris ain't bringing me down. I know I suck. But I don't. I don't really suck. That's the, that's what makes it good is the voice says, eh, you're not that good. Keeps you humble. Got these contest winners. Got a guy wins a bleeping contest. Guy win- guy, the greatest accomplishment he ever did is, in, in terms of the narrative of this thing, he tore a thing off of a, a fry box. And he goes, he tells this story. Uh, you'd, 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 you'd think, you'd think it was the aristocrats the way this guy's telling the tale. When he tore the fry box off and found the thing, it said a million dollars. And he thinks he's slick. This guy thinks he's slick. The only thing that's slick is the floor because of all the sweat pouring off his forehead. I tell you, if that was fry grease coming out of him, you could have fueled a hundred McDonald's. <laughs> this McDonald's thing. You know what, you know what the worst part of this is now, Mike? What? I want to go to McDonald's now. <laughs> I want to go there and say, I'll get a filet of fish and a shamrock shake, even though I, I had one for the first time ever and it was disgusting. I'll try it again. They have any other green food? No, that's that's Burger King. <laughs> oh yeah, that was an interesting uh, commercial or ad. Man, boy, Pat went off on that uh, <laughs> Burger King. He perked up just now. At least it's not dry. <laughs> you know what would get? You know what would be, be the ultimate conundrum for Pat? Free Burger King food inside Alamo, Alamo Draft, Draft House. <laughs> Showing a screening of Drowning Mona. Ooh. How about this? I'm gonna. What would I'm, you do, uh, Pat? All ahead. the Burger King you can eat, but you have to eat it while watching Drowning Mona at Alamo Draft House, the movie theater that. I'll tell you what would happen. Slammed I would, its door in your face. I would drown in a long chicken, and that would be the end of me. But what if? What about this? I seriously want to propose this. If anyone, if any best show listener is connected to Alamo Draft House, I will. Host a screening of Drowning Mona at an Alamo draft house in, in the name of the best show. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll meet whatever needs they need financially and we'll give the rest to charity. I like it. Who can help make it happen? Get in touch with me. Yeah, I wouldn't bring right. that. Get in touch with Pat. One eight hundred Pat Burn. Why don't at call that number though? No, don't call it. it it's a don't weird. Go to at one eight hundred Pat Burn. Yes, on Twitter. On Twitter. I also want to say this. I'm initiating a thing. I, I proposed it next Tuesday. We're gonna hype it all week. Next Tuesday, everybody does positive stuff on Twitter. I'm in. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. So like compliment each other and just post. No, you just fun say stuff? things you like. You say things you like. You make it. You make it nice. Or you could compliment each other. I'm not going to tell you how to be positive. Yeah. You compliment and people. You, got you want a, to compliment a people? Do to go. Use? What's that now? A hashtag we should use. Got it trending. Positive Tuesday. Positive Tuesday. Okay. There it is, right there. Yep. Hey, you guys know I wrote the hashtag. <laughs> 
Y'all remember when I wrote the hashtag? Hey, man, y'all remember when I wrote that hashtag oh, there on the uh, best show? What a good hashtag. Uh, Tom was saying, like, uh, make it, uh, make it uh, a positive thing. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I remember when, when I was in the coal mines out there in West Virginia. A positive Tuesday, man. There you go. So, caller, anything? Yeah, I had a, I had a quick question for you about a song you played on a previous episode that I cannot, uh, I can't remember what the episode was. And I've never heard this song otherwise, but I remember what you said about it. I was wondering if you could help me figure out what the song I'm was. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to close my eyes and picture the words you're going to say that I said about the song. Let's see if I can remember. Go ahead. Um, I think it was like a one-hit wonder. It might not have been a big hit, but it was by someone Mac that Man I think Fever. was a child. What's up? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it was a song about rock and roll that was like in sort of an older 50s, 60s like style, but I think it was like a throwback. Like it wasn't actually the 60s. It was like the 70s or the 80s. And you said was it called Rock is Dead? I, that might have been it. Rock is Dead like by Donald Most? I think that was it. Rock is this by Donnie Most from uh, from Happy Days. Bingo. That's it. There you go. Sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Now hang up on this guy. <laughs> we have no more callers. There we go. We have no more show. We did it. We fell perfectly. Let me say this tonight. First of all, once again, Saddened by the loss of, uh, Mr. Joke, Steve Whalen. Condolences to everybody. Everybody, man, you got something you want to do. You better do it. You better do it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? That's all I want to say. I also want to say any plugs, Jason? Yeah, my show is tomorrow night at UCB Health Kitchen, 9 p.m. Jason Gore's Tomorrow midlife night, crisis. Jason Gore's midlife crisis. The breakout one man show at the UCB Theater in New York City at Hell's Kitchen. What time? Uh, 9 p.m. It's kind of a late one tomorrow, but what? Say that again. I said it's kind of a late one. I usually do them at 7:30, so mm-hmm. we'll see who uh, comes out at 9 p.m. It'll be fun. Yeah. Very exciting. Pat, anything? We're actually going to do a Steve Whalen benefit show at the Bell House on March 29th. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be posting information regarding that. Do you think Brent Douglas will be involved in that show? He is involved in it. Okay, good. Um, Mike, any plugs other than apmike.bandcamp.com? No, I mean, yeah, I've got a lot of things coming up. Uh, I'll keep you notified. No, thank you. (laughs) And everybody, patreon.com slash the best show. That's where we get the support for the show. We have content going up every week now. Meet my friends, the friends episodes going up. Going to record more of those next week. So we'll have a sweet backlog going. You'll never be without an episode of it. Going to have the Q&As going up end of the week. I'll do that tomorrow. Got the recorder now. We're good to go. We're back in business. And 
fun stuff coming. That's all I'm going to say. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hang tight for some fun stuff. How's that sound, Mike? I like it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to end with a song by a guy I saw play a couple nights ago, Destroyer, from the album Ken from 2017. This is Stay Lost. Best show. Back next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Why wouldn't it play? Oh, you, you, you do this to me in this moment. Here we go. Stay lost. Never.